What is going on over there? I can't get this Dr. Pepper out. Um, what's the matter with the bottle? It's not fizzy! Wait, so the fact that it's not fizzy doesn't help you get it out? Like, it's shriveled up. How about if you take the cap off? Then it's gonna spill. You spill it in your mouth, so it would be acceptable at that point. <laughs> Dear sir, this thing is gonna bubble and fizz. If I just open it, it's gonna hiss and wise. This is Athenexus, episode 63, Defeating the Dash, on Friday, February 15th, 2013. And now, with the history of commuting, this episode of Athenexus is hosted by Ryan Represent with co-host Matthew Petchel. Then piss and swine, it's just going to be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> now it's on my Nexus. Last show I took off the battery. Like, now it's just wet. Well then, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's, I, uh, I can't be drinking this pop anymore. Why? I got like a million cavities today. Just today? Well, the, the fact that they appeared today on the scanning machine. A scanning machine. Dude, I got like so many radiation per days today. <laughs> How many? Uh, like 30. How did you... How? how? Okay. The hygienist that was supposed to be helping me never used it before. Like, oh, no, that picture didn't take out. Click, 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 click. Where do you go for this? Uh, the... Metro Dental Care. So I guess that's not a great recommendation for their services? Nah, nah, nah. Just because she's a quack doesn't mean... No, they're all pretty quacky. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, essentially... They say that I gotta pay like four hundred dollars to get my teeth repaired. Only because they already capped out at the one thousand two hundred dollar cap that my insurance provides. Wow! So that that's good for one calendar year. So I gotta wait till next January. Well, see, this informs you that you should always use up your caps before the end of the year. Well, you know, I should. But so I mean, honestly, teeth. Who needs them? Well, if you want to eat, you kind of need them. I could totally just, like, pizza them with my gums. With the pizza you buy, yes, that is likely. It's pretty juicy. It, it's, it's, it's Indeed. Good. I mean, why would... I mean, teeth are for gay people. Nope, don't think so. Well, okay. Everybody I know that's gay also has teeth. And I know, in fact, fairies come and collect teeth. Uh, you so, know, the logic that you're... Two points of pristine logic. <laughs> you gonna come at me with any remarks? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna leave it right where it is. Them teeth are for gay people. It's now a ruling. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you uh, want to send some feedback into our ignorant co-host, let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can just email me at matthewpetrol.com. Just throw anything, like, crap. In the front, yeah. Like, you can put anything but an empty character, and I'll get it. Yeah. And don't put a dot in between Matthew Petrol, just matthewpetrol.com. See, I do that all the time with my own, and it never works. It's because we all made Gmails like that. I know. But it's the best Gmail password to get. And by password, you mean username. <laughs> Okay. I've been up for a long time. Have you? Yeah. Drinking Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, did, I did go to bed like at 7. 7 when? When does the sun come up? 7 in the morning then. I went to bed about 7 in the morning. Well, that's when I got up today. I was grilling hot dogs all night long. Hey, see, you need to get this worked out. No, 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 it's delicious. Uh, see, no. Okay. I even grilled my own buns. Like, these, these, I had, like, premier ballpark hot dogs and premier market pantry buns. And people, and... Often, people often do say they're sizzling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, so, uh, how was your week? Big week? My week was, um, pretty big. Um, I didn't actually get that much done in the field of my studying for the test. That's Tuesday. Oh, it's a Tuesday. I removed it. Got my money back. Oh, well, so why did you do this? I did this for 
one reason only. One, only one. I'm not gonna pass. Oh. Um, I feel that I need advanced study therapy. Which is found where? I have to go seek a sysadmin lord and uh, ask him for nothing because I don't. I, I think I just need to go over some um, stuff again. Like the whole book again. Oh. Go over the whole book again. I'll have it memorized. So when, do you, memorizing so when stuff. do you think you'll take the test uh, in the future then? I hope to only have pushed it back like six days. That's worthless. Business days. It's still worthless. Why? It's just a week. A it's pointless. Four days. Don't do that. That's well, pointless. Should I go two weeks? Two months. Month. Okay. I am losing my mind just reading CCNA and RIP and other crap. Do you know what I spent an hour doing yesterday? Reading CCNA? Don't remember my flashcards I made. Yeah? I What is IEEE standard? 802.3ab. Um, no idea. I wouldn't know that. It's fast Ethernet. Okay. What's 802.3az? No idea. It's fast Ethernet over fiber. Well, that's cool. Well, like, you gotta know, like, fast Ethernet, like, doesn't have to imply um, just standard copper cabling. I it's understand. All these other things. And so I've just been drilling all these stupid IEEE standards. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the point of flashcards. Well, yes. And then, Yeah. Fine. Right. And then I just I made flashcards of a bunch of crap, mostly just because I had a pen and some index cards. So, what was the hardest thing that you're trying to study for that you don't know now? Um, well, pretty slow at submitting still. Oh, dude, I put like binary all up and down my walls, up and down. Oh yeah, and left to right even. Well, then that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I got all the like you know the different classes. Even though I got them all memorized. I did all that and put all the cider stuff down. And, that's good. Um. So, just being in my room, even if I'm watching, like, Spongebob Squarepants, I could still be like, hey, look right behind Spongebob, it's the stuff I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I, I see that you're distracted easily in your room. <laughs> no, no. But it's not my fault that Amazon Prime Instant Video got all ten seasons of Spongebob. Well, no, it's not your fault, but it's... Because it's great, and I've been watching Spongebob. Well, it's amazing that you can do that on your internet. Uh, Amazon is so much better than YouTube. <laughs> Isn't everything better than YouTube? Yeah, like I can't watch YouTube videos in 240p, but I can watch Amazon Prime stuff. I wonder why. They only need a couple kills. Oh, because I know why. Because Amazon uses S3 and uh, YouTube doesn't. Mm-hmm. S3 doesn't suck. Yeah, but I mean, Mr. Uh, Fios Man says YouTube doesn't even work for him. Yeah, you know, I, I was wondering about that. So if that's true, that means it's not even a DNS issue because obviously he'd have different different servers. That means it's an issue from their end. Everybody uses Google DNS, though. I, I, I understand, but not everybody. Actually, I can tell. Okay, so sometimes my mom restarts the router because it's being slow and she thinks this power bot cycling the power does it. Um, not, but, not to say that it doesn't. Well, she thinks it makes it go faster, but it doesn't. It, well, ah, crap! I forgot I have this keyboard actually hooked up to crap. Well, when I when I cycle the modem, it works. Yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes yeah. it just equally sucks when it turns back on. Yeah, it depends on what the issue is. Either way, it always goes slower because it always goes back to crappy megapath. Why? Why doesn't it save? Mm -hmm. oh. She uh, pushes. Sometimes when it doesn't work, she just kind of like sticks her, the pen in the reset. Sticking her pen in places it doesn't belong. Yeah. Well, so I, I never set up Google DNS for the uh, new router I had, but eh, I don't care that much. Well, I can tell when it goes slow. It normally means that. It was also I heard OpenDNS is pretty good too. I forget uh, that so I, I used OpenDNS once. You know why I didn't like it? Why? So whenever I wanted to look up a domain name that I wanted to buy, you know, you type in a domain name, but then of course it doesn't resolve because it doesn't exist in any registry. Mm -hmm. Well, OpenDNS intercepts things that fail to register and brings you to like a an OpenDNS Google branded search page, yeah. and that is infuriating. I want mm -hmm. a failure. 
Yeah, well, um, so do you know how you always go to that one website for um, who's data? Like when you're trying to find out who Network solutions? To... Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can do that natively in Debian. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very nice and very fast. What, what does it? Um, there's a, in the networking, in the, no, in the system tool section, there's a, this networking tools things. It lets you scan for open ports on an IP address. It lets oh, you cool. ping stuff. Um, now speaking of ping things, um, I pinged my loopback address 43,000 times. I let it run overnight. <laughs> and did it enjoy that? Yes. But the, the best, the best part about this. Tell me. Um, it shows you a statistic in a timeline. Mm-hmm. And so 40,000, like, um, 12,000 pings in, one failed. So it always said 99%. Like it doesn't go any specificer than like specificer, specificer than, um, like point, you know, the decimal things. Like it just goes to like real 99% T's. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I thought it was funny that one failed out of like a billion. So that's my week. I watched <laughs> myself to do the pinging. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a very productive week for me. Well, so my week's been pretty good. I, I've been doing a lot of work. So I've been doing, uh, you know, schoolwork for the first time, really. Oh, cool. So let me, let me tell you something. Today, so we only have two homework assignments in this one class I'm in. It's algorithms. So we have two labs and two assignments the, the whole, whole semester. Year? Wow. That's pretty, uh. But, but I found out today how many, so the, for the homework, mm-hmm. 33 problems. Hmm. How, is that like a couple hours a problem or what? like 20 minutes problem that's uh quite a time load yeah so it turns out and also uh when do you think this this homework is due mm, two weeks week well that's a good question i'm gonna go find out right now mm. but i i just thought it was funny that you know like oh work here you go have fun see you next year yeah is, um, do you share this class with the uh sam Ebert? i do not share this one he had this one last semester yeah, that, that sounds right. Well, if you made it through it, you can do it. Yeah, you know, you yeah, you, yeah, you're right. You know, I actually, I do show up, but um, he had a much better professor. This professor isn't quite as fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my professor's fanciful. So this homework is due 3-5, so the 5th of March. Oh, you got a long time. So that's three weeks-ish. But, so, the lab, let me tell you when the lab is due. Mm-hmm. First guess when the lab is due. Well, let me tell you what the lab is first. We have to write four algorithms. So we have to write merge sort, insertion sort, quick sort, and what's the other one? Selection? No. Okay. What, well, whatever say? the other one is. Merge, quick, insert. What's the other one? Bubble. Heap sort. Um, so we have to write those four sorts. When do you think this assignment is due? Tomorrow. No. Why? What? Why not? Well, I don't know why not, but it's not. Wikipedia page and you're done. <laughs> well, I know. Okay, well, so let me tell you some more details then. So we have to write those. We have to test with... Um, a hundred thousand numbers, and we have to write a small report, like a small write-up, like you know, for a lab, like mm-hmm. in a science class. And you know, we just need graphs of like how long it took. Oh, you have to graph it. Well, it's effortless. Like we just have to graph like how many seconds it took, like compared to the others. Mm-hmm. And what language are you doing this in? Well, I'm doing it in Java. I mean, you have the option. You don't have to graph in that. You just have to. Record oh, the time. okay. Because that, that it's kind of hard to graph. That, in that would that so would suck. If you're doing it in Python, it doesn't. Yeah, um, I still would still suck. Nice but so, when do you think this assignment is due? Uh, next week? No, this is due four slash four two thousand thirteen. So in other words, April fourth. Should've been April first. I that would have been kind of a good joke. Yeah. Um but but so it's due April fourth, but it's due at one PM on April fourth. Troll. <laughs> this is kinda of funny. It's completely arbitrary. But you know, some people won't start until like, you know, noon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it's actually kind of a cool assignment because you know, you know whoever actually writes their own sorting algorithm. Well, I had to do it once. 
Well, I mean for a purpose, not for an assignment. Yeah. No one, because, you know, it sucks. You should send me the uh, assignment sheet sometime. Hold on. Yeah, I'd uh, enjoy that. What's your email again? Uh, bulk at petrol.bulky. No, 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 no. Uh, no, um, it's uh, matt at well, notavirus.com. Well, no, so it's, it's it's homework at, what's your domain name? MatthewPetchell.com? Yeah, let's see if I get it. Homework. Hi. Where'd that bottle go? Okay, there you go. You got you got my homework now. Well, it's a, it's a lab, so whatever. No. Okay, that's yes. fine. So anyway, so that, that was the first part of my week. So then I, in my other class, I actually have this other assignment that was for the lab. Um, and it was about writing unit tests in C++. Now, I've never really written unit tests, let alone in PHP or JavaScript. I kind of have, but not really. I've kind of done it in Java, but not really. Mm-hmm. And the first time I've ever done it in C slash C++, and man, is it a travesty. But the bigger problem is Sam seems to be having significant issues with this assignment. I, I just finished a few minutes ago before we started the show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I was delaying. But, it, you know, it's like, wow, what a failure. It's, it's it's kind of cool. So what we're doing is we're making a DSL. Do you know what a DSL is? Uh, no. It's a domain-specific language. So mm. we're, we're writing a programming language in C++. Oh, that sounds fancy. It's kind of cool, yeah. So we're, we're just writing, like, the parser and stuff right now. So we're not really interpreting it yet. But it's kind of cool. Did you get it? Did you get that email? Uh, I was actually reading the show notes. Now, how do I... I'm just going to use the touch fingers. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I, I bought a squishy keyboard this week. How did that go? Uh, nothing in my inbox. Oh, well, you're never going to get it then. I already closed it. Hold oh. on, I'll send it again. Uh, send it to homework at nexuslabs.org. Oh, I got a um, delivery failure, just so you know. So try, like, homework at nexuslabs.org. Oh, hold on. Homework, work, at, the... No, no nexus. No, no, nexus, no, the... Nexus, nexus hyphen labs. Dot org? Dot orgum. 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 Okay. Now, we'll see if that one works. I hope you didn't actually type in origami. No, I did not. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I got one. Oh, wait. What? No, you forwarded me the delivery notification. Oh, crap. Well. <laughs> oh, well, it looks like there's content, too. Is there? Hi. Yes. <laughs> but I also got the failure. Well, below the hi, there should wait, be wait, 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 a link. I got a link to slash dot. What? How? What? Somebody attacked me. What? what? Um. How did this... So you forwarded me the delivery thing and the hi. But the, below the hi, there's a link, right? Now, yes. Okay, to... good. Because that's the PDF of the homework. doesn't actually... Oh, it's just downloading. Okay. So I had Chrome... I had the slash I'd open it and see the downloads. Oh. Wow. Well, so anyway, so my week um, has also been um, working on this, this, this next generation of, of the Nexus. Because, as you might have heard, there's this thing been going on called Defeating the Dash. Yes. And so Defeating the Dash is this this multi-month long process of defeating the dash in the dash nexus dot tv it's really hard to figure out when you can defeat it well yeah so you have, you have to you have to clear Add 80 all, minus 11 yeah and you have to clear all the events prior and you know you have to so many challenges wait and do some stuff so in addition to defeating the dash one of the things that also have to happen is we need a new website and so i've been preparing to embark on this endeavor this 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 multi-month quest so one multi-month quest leads into the other i am not making a metaphor or an allusion to guild war's stupid new thing at all by saying multi-month multiple times in a single month may your coding be relentless you know i like that um well i i do have good news for you i, I do now own the nexus.tv 
Wow. Yeah. Nice. So if you type it in right now on your Nexus 7 there, you should... Uh, uh, how do I do that? Well, I, I do... Come it. on! Stop turning off! These unmarked keys kind of turn off my device. Hey, you know, you shouldn't touch those unmarked keys. Well, how do I get back to menu? Oh, maybe the one enabled menu? No. No, it's going to close when I have open! You know what? <laughs> you gave up. I don't need a keyboard. Whoa, what, there goes 20 bucks. Oh, that's cool. How'd you find that? Uh, it's underneath your Google Play. Huh. Well. Uh, things happen. I don't, I don't know where you put things. You know how it is. People come in here, they just leave money. I bet, I mean me, and then people just take it as a joke. Well, it doesn't resolve at RG. You gotta what? have an O with that org thing. Huh? Yeah. Well, Google doesn't recognize it as real. What? One second. What are you typing in? Well, you know... You can't spell... Precision? No, I spelled org wrong. There's no org. What is it? The Nexus dot TV. There's a TV? Yeah. Nah. You, you fail. No, no, no. So hard. You know, I think I'm going to put a lab dot TV. No, don't do that. Wait, somebody called me? Oh, man, it doesn't happen ever. No, it doesn't. Oh, huh, that's cool. Oh, it's from... Wait, what? I have a text from Ryan that says hi. Wait, what? Oh, I'm confused. Well, whatever. <sighs> Found it. Oh, really? Did it take that long? So anyway, um, yeah, we mm-hmm. do now own the um the Nexus. Hey, did, did you hear about this? Just now. Um, so this this brings up the evolution. Um, and so when we release our special in a few hours, also about our quarterly review, we're going to talk about our future quarterly review, um, and some stuff. So look forward to that. Can I go off topic for a second? Oh, please, do. Don't forget to slop your dripper. <laughs> What's that about? Hey, that's the show title of 8-Bit, episode 23. Don't forget to slop your dripper. I have to go listen to this. Well, see, I would play it in the show, but we don't do that. We do that in the Fringe. So maybe if you listen to the Fringe later, you'll hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But but read the one next to it also. Mommy's illegal. Yeah. So I think our network has gone... I mean, look at active perusal. I mean, man, we're all just a bunch of freaks. No! I knew this was going to happen because we recorded on a Thursday last week. What does that have to do with it? Active perusal is I know, not new. I know, it's, it's not... It's never happened. I know, it's, it is really never happened. It's almost as if... We're old. I know. We're we old. need to do more shows. I know! I should be doing shows in midweek. Really? Maybe I could. Really? Just because I have show notes... Um, yeah, I, you know, we could totally do a midpoint one day, maybe, sometime. No, 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 MP's MP is gone. That went through the... Um... No, 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 an actual midpoint. Wait, what's midpoint? Well, it's essentially at the Nexus, but did midweek and much shorter, like literally 10 minutes. Well, that's what SciSnap was allegedly going to be, but it allegedly got to be oh, so Oh, this is the first time you've ever said SciSnap on this show. You oh, crud, now <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> I was trying to dodge Burn. doing it. Hey, do you want to so, do a show? Okay. Uh, uh, maybe later. There's a lot of good news. Like, um, no, we're not. We're doing yeah, tech news. Yeah, yeah, we're doing tech. We news. are the gadget show. Oh darn! Hey, do you want to do lightning? Because you know, like, I just want to. Do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. Enough of this ridiculous. What? What? You know. You know. We we need we need more like rejoicing at at acquiring our domain name. But we'll get to that in our special. So look how many bottles we already have empty. I'm still on my first. You're on your second. I'm on my third. Oh, yeah, I can't count. My indexing was off. 
Now, right. now, see, okay. So, do you, do you, should I start lining? You always do. I always do. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Blackberry. 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 Hey, hey, hey. Did you hear about this? Blackberry, the new phone, the Z10, is finally coming to America. You know, it's already been in your episode, but it's actually finally coming to America. I don't have a specific date, but I do have a specific price. You have to pay a thousand dollars to get your new BlackBerry 10 early and first. So if you pay one thousand dollars on this service called Sol Avi, Sol Avi is that is that what you call it? Is that how you? Do it? I would call it that. Okay, well, um, yeah, it doesn't say when it's actually going to be available, but they're the first ones that are going to get it. So they're yeah. selling it through their partner called GSM Nation, and then Sol Avi has like T-Mobile, like their reseller of T-Mobile, kind of like Virgin Mobile is to Sprint. Um, and I think their plans are like $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But I don't think you get 4G, so it's kind of fishy. Doesn't say when this happens, but it's, it, go, go buy your, uh, go buy it. Go buy, go buy your Z10 for $1,000. Go to your employer and make him buy it for all oh, 50 yeah. of your employees. Oh, all 50 of your employees. Yes. Yeah. $50,000. Uh, well worth it. Without tax. Taxes. What would what, 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 what would be what what would fifty what would tax on fifty thousand be? Well, it's six point seven percent. Well, seven point six two five in Roseville. Um, so you'd be paying what in Roseville? <laughs> okay, that's where Target is. Yeah, that's why you know. Uh, so you'd be paying fifty three thousand eight hundred twelve dollars and fifty cents. Is it really seven? Yes. Well, well, it was last. I, year. I thought it was like it might have changed more recently. Some, you know, it doesn't really matter. No, not not specifically. No. Yeah, so, um, you know how a few years ago, uh, we, we were doing these podcasts a few years ago, and we, we talked about the Gmail man. Uh, okay. It was uh, Microsoft's uh, ad campaign to hey, smear did, Google did, for Did sucking. I do something, or did this just happen? That uh, Tesseract chest just happened. Oh, dear. Well, now, see, when I go to this, 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 wow, you go on. You've and, been scroogled. What are you, where are you at? Uh, the oh, you're at Microsoft's Scroogle page. Yeah, so tell me about this. So this is their new rebranding of the Gmail man. It has nothing to do with the Gmail man, but it explains to the world that Google goes into your personal email and they read it to sell ads. They use your personal information to sell ads. I mean, that's just unbearable. Everybody should stop using it. I mean, don't continue using okay, it. Okay, so I'm going to play the ad now. You ready? Yes, play the ad. Full service bankruptcy. Is there something you need to tell me, Jeff? No, these ads just started showing up. Actually, Google goes through every single word of your Gmail and uses that information to sell ads. Google uses my personal email to sell ads? Yeah. So I get scroogled. Why do you think we're having financial troubles? Hey, Jeff, I've been to that new pie place so many times you might have to take out a second mortgage. That's all it takes to get scroogled. Well, you need email that respects your privacy and less pie. Don't get scroogled. Try Outlook.com. See what's amazing? Um, okay, so you tell me and I'll tell you. How many times do you think they had to rehearse falling out of a chair and passing off the pie? No, that is... You know how many times it probably landed on him? I know. Okay, no, but I, what I think is funny. So in this commercial, um, there's obviously a Surface tablet. Now, there is no native client for Gmail on a Surface. So What's the web interface? So he's going through the web interface. But that's funny because it would be really small. And the screenshot they showed of the guy reading the email with the highlights, definitely not on a tablet screen. But what's even better is that if they had used the um, built-in mail client, there would be no ads because, do you know why? Why? No, I have Apple. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm just saying. So, I think I have another ad. you want to play that one, too? Yes, there's uh, multiple ones. I think this one's the cat. Can you spot what Google goes through in this Gmail? It's easy. They go through everything. 
email between a husband and wife or two best friends should be completely personal. But Google crosses the line and goes through every single Gmail, every word, in every email, to and from everyone, to sell ads based on your most personal messages. Messages about your relationships, healthcare decisions, financial information, your children, and other matters. And there's no way to opt out of this invasion of your privacy. How can you tell Google goes through the content of your Gmail? In this real example, just look at how they identify possible keywords and immediately push ads based on what they find. And they don't always get it right. Who wants a free pet exam coupon when the family cat has been put down? You get screwed when your privacy is invaded. And what does Google have to say for themselves? There's what I call the creepy line. And the, the Google policy about a lot of these things is to get right up to the creepy line but not cross it. Outlook.com is different. We don't go through your email to sell ads. Okay, so I haven't seen these commercials before, but that was hilarious. Yep. Pulling the quote about... The creepy line. The creepy line is hilarious because what he was talking about there was not crossing into facial recognition because mm. it's creepy. Hey, do you know what to connect us? Facial recognition. But not to anybody who's like, you know, I don't know. in the room. Like, ah. yeah. yeah. Well, so I really care about my privacy. Really? But I don't care when a robot sells me ads. You know, so it's funny because... I run AdBlock, and I never see Gmail ads. Yeah, on but my phone. you still get scanned. But yeah, but, but you just don't see it. You just, so you just don't no care. File. Right, you don't see it. Yeah, um, I don't. They can scan me all they want. I literally don't care. But furthermore, on my phone, you don't see ads for Gmail at all anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and and in fact, there are no ads from Google on any search on your phone except sponsored ads on the top or on the bottom of searches. So there aren't you know, there aren't even side ads. So that's kind of a weird thing there. Mm -hmm. But but the weirdest thing I think is in the first commercial that we saw, they actually inferred that because Google was scanning for keywords and stuff, that he was getting spam about the mortgage stuff, right? Yeah. So that's what they were inferring. But there is definitely no correlation between spam you get in Google reading keywords. Mm -hmm. Negative ten on correlation. Yeah, but so what company do you know can remotely change stuff on your computer? Amazon. I mean, that's Kindle. Okay, no, I don't know. Microsoft can do that with other update things. They can take control and do stuff. They can edit things. Yeah. Like, that's crossing the creepy line. You know, it is, but it's not because, like, who doesn't have that ability, really? Like, a Mac oh, can do Apple, it. A Mac yeah. can do it. Ubuntu does it, like, literally, like, every day. You have 90 updates and one diff each. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody has the ability. Like, Chrome pulls the rug out of you every other day, basically. Mm -hmm. Yes, the rug out of you. Yes, that's right. That happens. I mean, Firefox. So I updated my uh, TV computer. Mm -hmm. Like I put new memory in it and stuff. Yeah. Um, it had Firefox 11. Yeah. Oh, Firefox cool, 11. I got a cool error to tell you about, but I guess lightning's over, so I'll have to tell you. What do you mean week. it's over? We didn't even get through like a quarter yet. Well, I meant roll in. Okay, we'll do it after. Yeah. In our sponsored section. Sponsored section. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So, hey, have you heard of um, Tim Cook? Do you know him? You know the CEO of Apple? Yeah. Is, is this. this my story? Is this uh, your story? Hold on one second. I, I, I don't know whose story this is. No, this must be mine. No, I did read this. I no, was... I, I put this in here. I know, but I read it. Well, then you can report it. I know, but I just wanted to know whose turn it was. But anyway. It's your turn. So you know Tim Cook, right? Yes. So apparently... He is trying to deflect blame from suing Samsung because he says he never really wanted to sue Samsung because they get all their parts from Samsung. And now, to some degree, 
this makes sense because before Tim became CEO, he was su- supply line manager essentially. He did yes. he did all of the you know buying up resources for the company to make products. So of course he probably pioneered the relationship they had with Samsung you know back in the day. Yeah, and so what did they win two billion or what? I think the um thing was about two billion in fines. And so they for all the Apple stuff was like eight. No. That seems like a pretty good discount card. I would say so. Yeah. Do you think this could like affect what they do in the future? Like Samsung still sells parts to them. I know that. Oh yes, but um, there's already early indications that they're trying to get TMC, which I believe is a, a, a significantly smaller. So imagine, imagine I, I an iPad, right? Mm-hmm. So then imagine your little phone. Mm-hmm. Sa- Intel. I mean, what? I mean, Samsung is the iPad, mm-hmm. and your little phone is TMC. Imagine trying to make chips in the bulk quantities that Apple wants as a little tiny guy, a little tiny manufacturer. It's very difficult for TMC to manufacture the chips that would be necessary for the amount of Apple products that Apple sells. So uh, in theory that they probably won't depart from yeah. a Samsung entirely, but they are definitely trying to step away mm-hmm. even now. But that might just be general di- diversification. So you don't never want one supplier for any one component, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So next story is about an ethical hacker. Oh, really? And normally it's just some punk doing some crap, but this was a member of the Dutch Parliament. So uh, he basically um, went to a hospital, started snooping around with his two, own two ears, and two was ears. listening to the employees, and found out that one of them mentioned their password in and open their username. Air? Yes. What so he didn't hack; he just logged in unethically. Did they call that hacking? Yes, they did call that hacking. Because it's, it's social engineering, the snooping, that's surveillance. Your ears are okay. surveillance. Okay, so I was watching Dr. Phil with my mom today. <laughs> okay, love where this is going. <laughs> what did Dr. Phil have to say? So the lady involved um, posted a picture of her son's wife and daughter. Um, you know, like, the kid was just born and stuff, so they were in the mm-hmm. hospital, and they were all taking a family picture. Yeah, happened. And so then on the picture that she posted to her Facebook account with her phone... She insulted the mother of the kid because she doesn't like the mother. So, on the day before she went on Dr. Phil's show, um, she deleted the picture that she had posted a year ago. And so, what she says is like, well, I never posted that picture, ever. And so, then Dr. Phil, of course, interrogates her. Well, how did the picture get posted? And so, she says, well, you know, I was hacked. And it's like, so somebody hacked you. And it's like, well, yeah, that could have happened. And, like, well, like, who would hack you? Well, you know, my sister does it. She's a hacker. Well, yeah, she works for the federal government. And it's like, the correlation there is just absurd. Yeah. Quite funny. I, I I thought it was funny. Yeah, daytime TV will do that to you. Uh-huh. So, have you, have you heard about Ubuntu for phones? Yes, I have. Well, I've got extraordinary news for you. You won't be able to put it on your phone. Aren't you happy? Your yeah. phone won't have Amazon ads all over it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to throw Android... 4.2 to the curb and get Ubuntu for my phone next week. Yeah, Ubuntu Touch comes out. Yeah, so Ubuntu comes out. You know that, that phone thing they keep trying to tout? You know that phone yeah. OS? Mm-hmm. It looks really cool and it looks, you know, good. Especially when you can plug a little cable in and take full control of your desktop. Yeah, you know, it actually could be good. Uh, so next week, they're they're putting out initial builds of Ubuntu uh, for the Nexus 4 and the Galaxy Nexus. And I have insider news that if you fly to Barcelona for approximately $1,100 next week... Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get your phone, so your Nexus 4 or Galaxy Nexus, flashed by the Ubuntu team for free. Wow, that's even worse than having to go to the Mall of America to get the new Pokemon. What? 
Like, you know how whenever there's a new Pokemon series, you had to go to the Mall of America to get your th- new Pokemon added? Like, Selby came out. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like, Exclusive, the Oxus yes. Selby. Yeah. Like, I always hated that because yeah. I never go to the Mall no. of America. There's people there. There's too many people. I'll never go. It's crowded. Yeah, I I, it's, I don't mind the people. I just don't find much there to be interesting. Well, I would totally do it for Pokemon. Well, okay. I mean, you raised them. They're your children. One of the things I hate about the Mall of America is that I don't have Wi-Fi in the building. Well... And, you know, like, there's multiple floors, so it's hard to get a cell reception, too. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. Plus, when you have that many people with cell phones, it's, it's probably It's gone. Weird. And so, what do you want to do when you're in the mall? You want to find a map. So, what do you do? You download the Mall of America app. Well, so then, how does it download an app, uh, a map in the app? Well, it has to download it over a connection that doesn't exist. Kind of a travesty. It's probably good for security. Mm-hmm. They have something to complain about. No. Yeah. So, um, these couple analytics is... Uh, um, try again. Analyticist people. No. Analysts. 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 There you go. Man, English 301 today. Um, no, I'm in still remedial here. Like this, like, like what, 98? No, 101. No, no, no. That's basic. 98 would be remedial. Well, I want 95 then. Okay. All right. So English, I mean, Windows. Microsoft. So... Alrighty. From the top. There's a study found that um, Microsoft could make a projection of $2.5 billion every year by selling their Office products in the iOS store. So don't you think that's insanely great? But guess what? They have no intention of doing it. You know, I don't think that's true. I think they do. Last I heard, they have no intention of doing it. Well, who would say they do until they don't? Yeah, but this is Microsoft. So what I'm saying is I think they're just saying that they're they're not doing it and they totally are. Yeah. I, I think it... I mean, they already have Office 365 for iOS. You just can't, like, compose documents unless you have 365. Mm-hmm. So. I, no, I don't think so. I, you, have you ever used Pages on um, on the iPad? Yes, I have. Not, oh, on, not on my iPad, but my sister's iPad. So how is it? Because I've never used Oh, it. it's crappy. Yeah, so that's what, what, you I, ex- what would you expect from it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, how does... I, I've never text edited on a, on an iPad... Um, I mean, on a tablet in general... And I just can't imagine it being a great pleasure to do. Mm-hmm. And so, how much? How much is Office these days running about? Uh, I think it's fifteen dollars, fourteen ninety nine. So, wait, 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 for Office or Pages? Office. I don't know what Office is. Well, so for the regular edition that you buy for a computer, it's one hundred thirty five. Now, as you've said, Pages is fifteen ish, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Office includes Excel, Word, and PowerPoint, right? Pages includes Pages. So pages includes pages. Because I bought is keynote, keynote, and keynote was fifteen dollars. So yeah. for fifteen times three. Oh my gosh, forty five. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so for forty five dollars, you get the three apps that essentially make up Office, right? Essentially, right? Do we agree? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you get one note, maybe. Um, so I think the weird thing is that if Microsoft were to port Office, they'd have to bring the pricing down significantly for the tablet apps, which probably not even matter because people expect tablet apps to be cheaper mm-hmm. but it'd be weird for them to price something like office so low and i think they're moving to this um subscription model so that's also it can be you well no so i think they just have the apps free and you just get to use it if you happen to have the subscription yeah. you know everybody says that it's you but i i've talked to my mom and she says that she'd be willing to pay three hundred dollars over three years for having five computers to get the latest office mm. 
But I think it's funny because when I look at when I beta tested Office 2013, there were so so insignificant feature differences that it's not even worth upgrading. You know, you know the thing I use most in Office, what the equation editor, mm-hmm. not not even a basic change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever heard of this company called Python.co.uk? I have. They were a startup like 15 years ago, and they've never done anything with the domain. No, and so that idle for 15 years. So they, years. they they were made. They bought the domain 13 years ago. They were made 15 years ago. And they've done nothing with it. Yeah. So, like you know, like this week, they decided to kind of be a troll and basically say literally anything with the word Python is ours because we own the domain. Yeah. Funny how Python's been around for what 20 years? I, I literally don't know. It but is 20. Years. Long time. It's been around a lot longer than this thing has. Um, and so Python people are asking, if you're in the European Union, please troll them and cuss them out for us. Yeah. Like, they already have their legal counsel thing. They're not asking for money. They just want people to write angry letters. Well, and, and, and they obviously want the suit to be dropped, and they don't want to be found to infringe, because that would be ridiculous. Yeah. So. I wonder how that works. So, like, like in patents, there's something called prior art, right? Mm-hmm. So if something, if somebody implemented your feature before you patented it, it's, you know, fair game for everybody. Yeah. So I wonder if you can do that with, like, trademarks and copyright. Like, if somebody had, it, uh, like, an unregistered trademark, but that was used in branding frequently, so Python was their own branding, essentially. Like, how does that work? How does that translate in? No idea. Not a lawyer. Well, you know, speaking of trademarks... Oh, I got a great story for you. Well, well... What is it? So, you know a company called Apple? Small to small company? Yeah. Well, they got a little company in Brazil called Apple, and uh, they wait, sell wait, iPhones. Wait, it's called Apple in Brazil? Well, what? A- no, Apple um, sells iPhones in Brazil. It's, they sell iPhones everywhere. But apparently, they didn't. They never trademarked it with the Brazilian government. I, I found out other word, guy did. I, I, tur- I found out the word for Apple in Portuguese. Tell me. Maca. Maca. I maca. Either way, basically... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this company is making Android phones, but they're calling them iPhones. Really? And then they're, they're, they're great. Do, um, do, you can buy them. Do they look good? They look pretty crappy. They have the standard, you know, crap look to them. So it's like your phone. Yeah, like search menu back home. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty masa. generic. Oh, it's masa. Well, masa, masa. I maca. I don't know. Masa. It. It. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like Portuguese. Me neither. That's why I never learned it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny that they lost their trademark. So do you remember the um, iPad trademark dispute in China? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like that too. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, pretty sure nobody's going to get fooled by this, so I'm not worried. Don't mm-hmm. care. Because they're they're black and they're completely different and they look crappy. Well, and you know, iPhones like I mean, Apple has a pretty good branding behind them. I don't think they need their patent. I mean, their trademark to survive. Mm-hmm. Hey, but, you know, speaking of surviving and Apple, um, Apple is going to close 20 of their Apple stores. Isn't that sad? That's hilarious. I love it. But in other better news, they're going to reopen later this year or next year, depending on how long it takes, after renovations to meet increasing customer base demand storage space stuff. So basically, they're going to renovate their stores in 20 places throughout the world, and they're going to reopen eventually so that they can be bigger and have newer fixtures and, you know, serve products mm. better. I was almost happy. I know. So that's why I said it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, MacBook Pros were updated this week mm. with minor spec bumps. And um, 
Though that's odd because WWC was only a few months away. Yeah, so you know, normally what you what what Apple does is at a major event they spec bump existing products. You know, like eh, mm-hmm. here's here I'll throw throw I'll throw you megahertz. I uh, call it good. But this time they kind of did it out of order. So normally they don't do spec bumps on products they already have when an, an update is impending, which means that it's not impending unless it is impending, which is sad because we wanted it to totally come for WWDC. Mm-hmm. Do you know when they released the, the rented display MacBook Pro? Uh, only a few months ago. Well, they re- released the full size rented display MacBook Pro at last year's WWDC. So you'd assume they'd release a second gen model at this year's WWDC. Nope. Well, no, because it, they didn't. Yeah, but it, the prices did drop. Well, right. So the big deal here is that the price dropped. So 13-inch Retina Display MacBook Pro, so the one that just came out in November-ish. Eh, was that November? October, mm-hmm. maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, so it, it now costs uh, $14.99 for 128 gigs of uh, solid state. Um, and the uh, second-tier model is $16.99 um, with a 256 and 2.6 gigahertz processor. I don't know if the processor's changed. I think the price has dropped. Uh, the 15-inch MacBook Pro, the one that was released at last year's WWDC, um, it's now shipping with a quad-core i7 at a 2.5 gigahertz. The high-end model is a also quad-core at 2.7 um with 16 gigs of memory so that's that's a, that's a good so the, the high-end base model so without configuration actually ships with 16 gigs um doesn't he um darumple the beard bearded man mm-hmm. didn't say anything about pricing on the, the the 15 inch so maybe the pricing on the 15 inch didn't change but the 13 inch did which is good um so you know how much i paid for my macbook air uh, about a 1400 Uh, It was fifteen fifteen. Wow. I remember. I don't remember the cents, but I remember the dollars. Was it with tax included? Yeah, that's tax included. So, so you actually pay taxes sometimes? Well, yeah. I was in Roseville. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so with that with that cost, I could have purchased a random display MacBook Pro 13-inch. Probably would have been a better deal. No, 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 no. So actually, the, the, the GPU just cannot keep up with the rentosity. That's so sad. Uh, but I do have good news. The MacBook Air that I do own, kind of, is now cheaper. So the, the the MacBook Air that is one tier above this one, the 256 model, it's now 1399. Yeah. So. So what deal. do you think the resale value is of a MacBook Air that can't hold its battery for more than an hour? Um. So actually, it it can. It's just that if you leave Dropbox and caffeine open. And you forget that you dim the display significantly, the battery doesn't exist. So it actually can keep its battery just as long as you're not using it. Yeah, that's a pretty good feature then. Uh, you know, stuff. Yeah. Moving along. Mm-hmm. Is this me or is this you? Well, I could take over if you want. Well, okay, Steam yeah. for Linux is here. They finally released something. Yes. That's it. Exclusively for the 32-bit architecture. Oh, really? Yes. That's dumb. Yeah. I So I, I you know how I have 64-bit. I like how you didn't even... write that detail in the notes. Well, you only wrote a little tiny thing. I read your little tiny thing, and then you went off ranting about your Apple. Yeah. So now I'm going to talk about my Linux, and I'm going to bash them for not having a 64-bit compatibility. Hold on while I giggle while you say bash. Bash. Uh, Are you born again? Shell. Happy. So happy. Um, Either way, the branding looks nice. I like the little pictures they drew, but um, they need to get me 64-bit. Because I try to install it, and it's like... Architecture not valid. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But then again, I have Play on Linux, which is better, and I'm going to be playing Guild Wars 2 tonight. Do you like trolling the audience, (laughs) dear sir? Do you hear that? That's pretty fancy from a Nexus 4. Wow. You know what that means? I just realized something. What? You're using Audacity. Yeah. 
Why? What happened to Reaper? Well, see, um, I only do that with shows that I don't want to sound good anymore. Okay. Ape it. Mm, I see. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Steam for Linux. Now, do you think the Steambox slash Piston thing, do you think that's going to be a 32-bit kind of thing or a 64-bit kind of thing? We'll see. Because, uh, you know, the next-gen consoles are allegedly going to release with 8 gigs of memory, which is a kind of a 32-bit ex- uh, you know, exclusive so they can't use 32-bit there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of an issue. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of little miniature computers, have you ever heard of a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, and I heard that they have um, the Raspberry Pi has just announced that they're going to have a $25 camera uh, module. Yeah. So it's going to be like 5 megapixels and capable of HD video. Which is, you know, pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, $25 for a camera that you just plug in, you know, it's pretty good. No, I, I don't know. Did it say if it was like um, like through one of your um, ports or like some other kind of thing like is it going through your micro usb or your usb well it's got to be like one of the standard onboard ports right mm-hmm. i'm just loading up the article right can you now. imagine what you could use this for it could be great yeah spying yeah that's what i was thinking actually yeah i mean who wouldn't want to have like a little 50 dollars surveillance thing yeah i was gonna say 50 dollars that's expensive well you like, gotta get oh, the t- 25 dollar yeah, board right i forgot about that part yeah but um no just just like the um motherboard and stuff it's you know, if they release a screen... Yeah. It's a, it does use one of their little port things. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's nice you don't have to kill one of your USBs. Good. So if sure. if they just release a screen with this Raspberry Pi now, I'll, I'll be happy. Five-inch yeah. screen. Yeah, and they can do that pretty cheaply because a lot of companies already are. Yeah. Um, uh, a five-inch screen with like 250 PPI? My gosh. For 50 bucks, I don't I'll know buy if you get 250 PPI. No, no, no. For 50 bucks, you can totally do it. Like the iPhone's uh, screen for is $80 uh, for 320 We'll see. And it's only four inches. Hmm. I'm just saying. Anyway, hey, have you heard about this Raspberry Pi thing? So, do you, do you know what Minecraft is? Have you ever heard of that? I've played it on occasion. Well, many so years ago. If, if you have a Raspberry Pi, with or without camera, you can now play um, Minecraft. Hmm. Now, now, admittedly, it is a stripped-down version of Minecraft. There aren't so many features, I guess. But you can play. Yeah, that's nice. That's kind of cool. If it runs it, Java and doesn't explode, it's cool. That's what I was thinking. I thought it was a miracle that the Raspberry Pi could run Java and Minecraft at the same time. Do you know what what, what kind of processor is in this Raspberry Pi? Do we know? Some Do you know? I don't know off the top of okay, my head. Okay, so just some arm, like a gigahertz arm. It's impressive if you can run Raspberry Pi. I mean, uh, Minecraft, because it's a very... Um, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's it'll saturate whatever it can get. It's it's very saturating. It's memory intensive, but it's also processor intensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who's doing? I don't even know who, what story we're on anymore. Yeah, you, run why, mine. why don't you just do that? All right. So you know how we're the super awesome consumer technology guys. Soon you'll be able to consumerize gadget your own eye if you're natively blind. Um, so basically, the, the FDA has finally just approved the use of installing bionic eyes in blind test subjects. Well, so this isn't going to give them color sight, but this will hopefully give blind people the ability to see an object and be able to judge how far away it is and its relative size. So what what are they doing this with? Is it, is it like infrared or like actual like what is it? Undisclosed. Um, Undisclosed. It's, it's patented. Oh, it's, it's secret. It's all hey. it's all very hush hush. So now is it is this life saving or life altering technology inside of a patent that's renewable every three to four years? Yeah. Oh, you know, I think this guy's going to present at Hamlin in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of funny. Hey, so did you hear about this um, co-founder of RIM selling stock? And do you know why he's selling a stock? He's sad that it's not called RIM anymore. I know, it's BlackBerry. I know! So this this guy called um, Jim... 
Name unprinted. No. Wow. He's Canadian. Don't worry. That's about insane. What is that? He's the guy who just sold not just a little bit of his stock, not just half his stock, but all his stock. How do you say that word? This sounds like you, by the way. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I don't know. I'm, I'm messing up tonight. No, no, no. I don't blame you. Yeah, um, that is an in- unpronounceable. Basile, maybe? Basile? I got nothing, man. It's Belichel. What? I don't know. Hold on. I got an idea. Translate.google.com. Translate to French. Canadian, so it's got to be French. Yeah. Jean Basile. Oh, I was right. Basile. That did not sound anything like what? That was in English. Okay, we're good. What's next? So an anti-piracy group, um, CIAPC, uh, stole the design of the Pirate Bay, and uh, they are fighting a lawsuit against Final, the group. Yeah, so the, yeah, you keep going. Um, and the result is a very clever. So basically, this, this anti-piracy group, I'm not sure which country they're based out of, stole the website design of the Pirate Bay, you know, like the front page of the Pirate Bay, you know, how they mm-hmm. had the ship and the search box and the blah, yeah. blah, blah. So what happens when you go to the website of this, this group, you get this, you know, Essentially, it looks like the Pirate Bay's website. If you click on any of the links or you try to look for a torrent with the search box, it'll say, torrenting is wrong. Here are some other ways to get good content when you pay for it. So, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So, the Pirate Bay is suing um, this group for copyright infringement because it clearly states in all the files on the Pirate Bay that you cannot use this. Like, you can't use their assets. You can't use their image. You can't use their CSS. You can't use their HTML, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Which is fair because that's all copyright copyrightable. <sighs> Is that true? Like, for the logo, I think I saw something where you could download... They had a campaign where they wanted people to download their image and get the iron-on t-shirt things? Well, no, so you, you, you just can't use it for, like... Commercial. Commercial. Yeah. Okay, because they want... I thought they were encouraging people to make t-shirts and Right. Stuff. Like, just walk around and show your pirate pride. Yeah, so... so. I, but I could be wrong. I no, no, was, I think that's, that sounds right. Do you remember my favorite scheme of by there? Those, those guys were... Remember when they had the dollar campaign? They wanted everybody to just give not like five dollars, just just a dollar. Oh yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, either way, uh, no, wait, so sorry. it's it's a really interesting thing because if they lose, no, no, sorry, if they win, what that means is a a a, a you know an anti piracy group just totally pirated from the pirates. So what does piracy actually mean? Right, right. So, but if they so if they win, it's like well, so that means you can't steal from people who steal that that's weird and that's funny but if they lose also that means copyrighted material is not protected so either way pirate bay wins mm-hmm. it's funny yeah i i just i don't know it's funny this is me google i see i don't i don't have an order here anymore because we've got i just keep talking about everything uh, hey have you heard about google yes have you heard about android 4.2 yes did you see a tetrahedron in your chest lately found one there this morning well, I'm glad you did because you're among good company because a lot of people this week. <laughs> okay, yes. I don't know. Um, owners of a Nexus 7 and Galaxy Nexus GMN, uh, GSM have found that they have been sent an OTA update of Android 4.2.2, which brings bug fixes, stability fixes, and uh, a new feature in the... Um, you know, quick settings toggle. So if you long tap Bluetooth or you long tap Wi-Fi, it'll toggle them on and off instead of just bringing up the uh, app screen. So that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no word on the Galaxy, I mean, uh, uh, on the uh, Nexus 4. So there's no, like, you know, like, release period for that yet. So that, that update hasn't been pushed. But also, if you're on the Galaxy Nexus, 
on Verizon, you're not only not available for this update, but you also haven't had an update since 4 in general. Wow. Yeah. Sucks to be them. It does suck to have a Galaxy Nexus on Verizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, ever heard of iFixit? Oh, yeah. They uh, make great. extraordinary uh, breakdowns of, like, every new product in existence. Yeah, and older products. Like, I once had to fix somebody's uh, PowerBook, and I'm like, wow, I've never seen such an old computer in my life. Very nice. And I was able to find out very detailed, well-documented, and well-everything. So, these, these guys are absolute professionals. And, you know, apparently it's all, like, community-driven. Like, so I know. It's, it's not, like, um, even a company doing it. It's it's beautiful. Like, if you can use a camera and you can take something apart with instructions, you can post there. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It's really good. They're professionals. And so everything they say is, you know, professional. And so when they say the Surface Pro gets a 1 on their um, fix-it scale, mm-hmm. it means it's impossible. Because you know how you can't take apart an iPad? Not reasonably, no. Well, an iPad, I guess, got a 2. And the Surface Pro, Microsoft's new thing, they got a 1. Wow. So you, you can't take it apart. Well, I don't know if you'd really want to because you'd... You want to replace something? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you if you if you had a problem with your Surface Pro, you don't you don't think Microsoft would cover it? Yeah. I mean, do they? I wonder if they have an equivalent. Well, what if their um, touch cover is tearing? Oh well, you wouldn't take apart the touch cover. There's nothing in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad that that. Um, I mean, I'm you know new 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 products like my Nexus Four. You can't take it apart essentially. Like if it had an issue internally, you're screwed. You can't do anything. You're screwed. Yeah. Screwed. Right. Exactly. But it is a Nexus. Yeah. It is a Google product. So yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. But you know you know what else is great though, seeing old stuff. It is. It warms your heart. You know. You know. Uh, this week. Adobe open source Photoshop 1.0, which literally means that you can go get some source code only for Mac OS 6 slash 7, and even if you had that, it wouldn't run anyway. Yeah, there wasn't a thing for running. It was just, I think, that the history of commuting, computing, commuting, commuting, no, uh, was pushing for them to do that. Yeah. What was Adobe called back then? I thought it was called Adobe. Was it always? Yeah, well, then they bought Macromedia, but don't tell anyone. Uh, Either way. So, ever heard of Oracle? I mean, uh, Oracle? You know, I fixed that misspelling. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you did it on purpose. Oh, I definitely did that on purpose. (laughs) Okay. You gotta keep the running gigs running. Well, no, but if you had said Oracle, and I would have said, do you mean Oracle or Oracle? This dialogue again? Yeah. yeah. It's gonna happen every time. So you gotta keep the gig running. Um, it's also open sourcing their JavaFX thing. Well, so you mean the thing that didn't take off at all? Well, now that it's open source, like the, the open source, the way that it connects with um, iOS devices and Android devices. Like, oh, there's really? a special way to port it. Did not know that. It, well, now it's public. Well, nobody's going to use it. Yeah, yeah. I was under the impression that all of Java was public at all times. Well, you'd be misled by Oricol. Not surprising, really. So I I do have some extraordinarily interesting news for you. Have you ever heard of Opera? Yes, I have. I use it daily. Well, uh, in the future, and I'm not sure exactly when, but in the future, they're no longer going to be using their rendering engine called Presto. Instead, they're going to be using their rendering engine, a different rendering engine like WebKit. It is WebKit. You know, the thing that's in Chrome and in Safari, you know, mm-hmm. that good one? Yeah. Well, that's what they're going to be using in the future. Not only that, they're going to be using the V8 engine from Chrome, which will make things go fast. Um, yeah. Do you know what the uh, JavaScript engine in Opera was? Because I, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, 
it's press presto is the thing uh off of the red browser yeah you just keep talking about it yeah well um follow-up thing um this week also opera got um 300 million users wow really yeah. um and then they celebrated this 300 million thing by announcing that they've just gonna change oh. how opera uses it so their um their javascript engine was called Caracan. I could never remember that. I I I do I remember reading it. I already forgot it. What was it again? Caracan. Okay. Yeah. So, um, ever heard of a programming language called COBOL? Yeah, it's the oldest thing ever, and it essentially runs every business's infrastructure. Yes. Um, like Target. Target has this old COBOL interface piece of crap. But it's not crap because it works, and it's never not worked. Well, no, but adding features is next to impossible. No, no, I just got to pay some old bloke to do that. And so, you know, Cobalt was really popular when all the baby boomers were young. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, you know, like 25 years ago, 50 years ago. More like 50. I rounded up to Either the way, number. They're um, all retiring. Are they? And now? so, but uh, you see, Cobalt isn't. isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah they can't. They're, no. They have so many hours clocked in with all this development stuff. Like, they, they, it would just be fundamentally impossible for them to read, change everything. Fundamentally impossible. It would be any financial institution can conclude that it would cost more money to fix it than to keep somebody running it. I was going to say just building a new one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what fix. That's the fix. Oh, okay. No, but it, I can't diss it because it works fantastic. I, you know, like, I've it never, continues to work. I don't want to code it because I need semicolons and crap. I've never, I've never actually coded in Cobalt, but it looks like a travesty. Yeah, I've read the Wikipedia page. And that's but, as much as I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool because, you know, Wikipedia, like they have the Hello yeah. World and all the other course, things. Yeah. Like fun little things. Yeah, I'm not a not really a big um, Cobol. Yeah. Now, what is that thing? Is isn't that a monster in the DM uh, Guild Wars? Um... There's also a small goblin esque, like a mini goblin called a Cobalt. Okay. Yeah. Cobalt. Cobalt. Okay, so it's different. It starts with a K, not a C. Oh, really? Okay. Fundamentally different, even if they're spelled similar. And some of them grow wings. Really? And they have javelins too. Oh, I did not know that. Well, so have you heard about this uh, Adobe Reader zero day vulnerability? I have. It's hilarious. It is kind of funny. So uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, Adobe implemented a sandboxing system such that anything embedded inside of a PDF wouldn't be executed with system-level privileges. But this week, guess what? On all platforms, so Linux, Macs, and Windows, so not even you Mac people. Solaris. That's not even a platform at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, 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 you know, Solaris is a joke on Sun. What is... The Oracle joke, like Oracleus. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, so basically, um, you can you can um, essentially just run you know unauthenticated code and uh, you know just uh, mess with people. Yeah, left cool. and right. It's amazing. Uh, it's really cool. So you you do that. Um, you know it's uh, unpatched still, and nobody's gonna patch it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I have another one here that's not in the show notes that I'll just tell you about. Is that okay with you? Yeah. You look like you're going somewhere. <laughs> Got to go somewhere as soon as you finish this. Okay, so I'm going to go quick then. So basically, here's what happened. Have you ever heard of Facebook? Yes. Facebook. You know the big company yeah, called Facebook? Them. Okay, so today they announced that they've been barraged with strange DNS queries. So do you know where these came from? India. No. No, China. no, no. Actually, no. Inside of Facebook's own network. Oh, DDoSing from the inside. <laughs> so here's what happened. So have you ever heard of uh, Facebook for Android? Mm-hmm. So this uh, Facebook developer was working on the Android app on his laptop. Because, you know, you need a computer to make Android apps, right? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what is installed on an Android-based developer's laptop? Java. Java. And do you know what's been going around lately? Lots of crap. Lots of Java vulnerabilities. So guess what? 
he must have gotten hit with the Java bug because there's malicious crap on his laptop inside the job inside of the Facebook network. And it wasn't just him, but it was also a few other people exposed to the same maliciousness. So uh, Facebook essentially uh, was DDoSing itself from inside. It wasn't really a DDoS, but it was... It's enough to cause slowing. Well, and it wasn't really causing slowing, but they noticed strange things leaving the network and also coming back to the network from inside the network. So it was kind of a weird thing. Like, they're always trying... They're all, Hacking attempts are always happening, mm-hmm. but it's weird when it happens from the inside. It is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, you go, and I'll keep the audience entertained. bathroom door you gotta watch out for all the pots and dishes yeah and so i don't look down like i i, I re- come to, accustomed to their presence and i know they're not going to go anywhere anytime in this age but there's a cat oh really right outside the door <laughs> wants to see you Almost on it. yeah well between hey, the living and you, the unanimated you've stepped on many cats in your time if they had a height that was appropriate for their mass i would be okay with it so like a mouse, right? Like I don't understand. Hey, the show's still going, by the way. What? I I just put it. I just do. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hi. Hey. So do you want to do a sponsor? Let's do the sponsor. Who's our sponsor this week? Our sponsor is Unity. What? We got sponsored by Unity. Unity, which one? The Unity. So that's that's not like the Pact, right? Oh man, better than the Pact. So much better than the Pact. Anyway. So much better than GNOME. We have the best. UI ever to sponsor. Well, so you know, actually, I downloaded a copy of Mint today, and the UI we we downloaded it with is called Cinnamon. Cinnamon, eh? So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking forward to trying it later today, and I, I'm expecting it to be really cool. So uh, we'll have to find out. Yeah. So I got a picture I want you to look at. Okay, I like. What has he done? Who? Look at look at that picture. You see that little picture? This middle one? Yeah. With the anime people. That one? Yeah. Yeah, I commented on it. Yeah, that's weird. Why? I saw the show. Yeah, it looks messed up. Well, the show wasn't that bad. It wasn't really that good, though. So, I know I have a bad camera, but I want you to look at this. I will do so. Well. Really? Come on. No. So what does it look like to you? Well, uh, from... There's up, one other picture if up, you can paint. Up close, it looks like the GPU locked up. And then failed to get a new ID, and then it had an error, and then locked up again, and then failed to get an ID, and then repeated a couple more times. Yeah, it's been locked up for like a thousand milliseconds, and it's just not coming back. What is that? It's Unity, man! Oh, it's Unity! Unity! So the thing that's sponsoring us. Yes. See, they're so fundamentally awesome, they can completely undo itself. Like, so, you know, Gnome crashes sometimes. Oh, yeah. You you restart X, everything's fine. Yeah. Um... I've never had something lock up so terribly. I've never heard a GPU lock up before. That's weird. I mean, before I mean, I having mean, having a processor lock up happens all the time, but having a GPU lock very rare. Yeah, um, I was using Ubuntu ten o four with um a HP Pavilion, and they are supported. Like, um, it's a pretty big line, like cheap HP computer. So, so, so I have to ask: Is this the computer that was the donut tray formerly this known was as the donut tray? Yes, the Guild Wars beta burn in laptop. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask, where did Windows go? Down the kazoo. Why didn't you have Windows on it? Why would I want to be using Windows 7? Because that's... Microsoft trashes your freedom. So? Go to windows7sins.org. Why? Actually, I've never been there. Huh? Nah, I was going to make a bumper sticker out of it. That sounds good, actually. 
What? We do Seven Sins? No, it's real. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the FSF promotes it heavily. Oh, of course they do. Well, yeah. I mean, they have to. They also have a sticker that I really like. It's a snake eating an apple, the rainbow apple. And it's got this thing, like, keep your lawyers off my computer. And it looks pretty nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, And it's got a little thing going, like, rotten-apple.org. And, yeah. So they got things for everyone. My favorite picture is, like, do you know the classic iPod um, pictures like yeah. they're different colors mm-hmm. it's like this person kind of looking down with their hands tied with uh, the cord of an iPod okay digital rights management man digital handcuffs oh well done yeah, yeah. It's, it's very well done that is pretty good yeah so, so uh, do you have any plugs this week <sighs> yes yes I have droid star maps why don't you do your plug first my plug is less physical alright you're indoors you yeah. can't see the stars but let's say you want to hey, know you know it's funny because I can well, we painted over most of them. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm reviewing this beautiful free app. It's been a while since I've, you know, plugged something that had a UI. Well, that's true. So if you get past all the twitchiness, it works pretty well. So what does this app do? This app, you point it, so it's got, you know, it's got the gyroscope and the GPS and everything else. Before you go on, what is it called again? It is called the Official Droid Sky View. Okay. Is a free app. It does have ads, and you can find anything. Like if you're looking for the North Star, look for the North Star, and then it'll be labeled Polaris because they don't know how to spell North Star. Either way, it's a great app. If you don't know your way around the skies, or if you are too cheap to buy a telescope, you can just you know zoom in on a 2D picture of one. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, hey, Uranus is that way. Really? Seriously. Oh, I broke it. <laughs> you can't really show me. Okay. Well, you should get the app, too, on your Nexus 7. No, I don't like apps. Well, I deleted my pregnancy counter. It's been eight months, so I had to abort. Um, hey, if I waited another hey, one. Hey, you know, the reason the United States is going down <laughs> is because of moral breakdowns, just like that. Yeah. Shouldn't, well, you shouldn't have those you know, late-term aborts. My phone feels lighter now. It doesn't. It, it, was, it was weighted down by uh, this app. I was following it for a while. You got apps on board? No, they've been flushed down. Oh, so I hear. Hey, yeah. you know... So you got a plug? I, I do have a plug. Actually. Is it better? Than mine? Um, well, before I get to my plug, I have to do an update on a previous plug. So we all know about TweetLanes. It's an app I heavily promoted when it came out, and for the few weeks that it was still viable, it was a Twitter client for Android, um, implementing, um, at its time, very, very well done hollow theme android 4.0 you know ics theme application it was a twitter client implementing real theming for the you know updated system well it turns out that tweet lanes unfortunately was the victim of twitter's api um i don't know travesty so when they changed api from 1 to 1.1 they essentially capped usage of the api you know mm-hmm. from you know to 100,000 users and the developer thought that it wouldn't be worth developing for it's $100,000 max well, if you sold it, if you sold it a dollar, um, yeah, but that's still a hundred thousand dollars got to be worth this time. That's what I was thinking. It's like you know, I would still develop an app for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, he'd probably. I know he doesn't get the full thing. Like Google gets. Like, no, uh, but I mean, you know, a dollar, two dollar Twitter app. You know, it was really good. I would pay two dollars. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, could have gone two ninety nine. Right. So he decided to stop developing it, developing it because it was kind of a dead end app. And he didn't add all the features he said he was because, you know, the development stopped midway through. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, great news, he decided to open source it. Yeah. So the code's all up on GitHub. Um, what he said is that he, while he won't be working on the code anymore, um, he will be continuing to sign um, apps that 
or he'll be continuing to push it to the Play Store. So that means if anybody decides to actually take over development, and I think somebody will, because he said that people had been asking for it for a while now, if somebody actually does take over full-time, he will continue to do all the work to get Google to have it on the Play Store. Nice. So, so it'll still be free and still be everything great and all, um, but he'll continue to authorize new stuff as time goes on. Sounds like a hero. So that's it's really great. And so I think Andrew Bailey just posted on my blog. So let's let, let's find out what he wrote. Yep, I knew it was Andrew Bailey. I was right. What did he say? Um, wow, did you know Andrew Bailey uses Nano? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I can't deal with Nano. I know you're a Vim fanatic. I am a kind of a Vim fanatic, and so did I tell you about the the guy who was trolling my professor? Yes, you did. It was so, hilarious. So I'll I'll tell the audience since I haven't told them yet, unless they listen to the fridge. In which case, why do you listen to these things twice? <laughs> Get over it. Um, you could so, hurt Buck's feelings. And Andrew Bailey's. And I'm talking about the comment that spurred this. Um, so basically, I thought somebody was trolling my professor because he accidentally opened Vim because he's an Emacs guy. You. <laughs> I know, but it's funny. He's he uses Emacs on his Mac, but he doesn't use it in the terminal. He uses the UI version of Emacs, so it's really you. Like, what's worse than a terminal version in UI? Ben. Nothing. So anyway, um, the some kid told him to use ZZ to save and quit uh, out of Vim, and I thought he was being trolled because I've never heard of such a thing. But it turns out ZZ. So you do capital Z, capital Z. You just you know just shift mm-hmm. ZZ. That saves and quits automatically, so you don't have to do the semicolon WQ. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool little shortcut. Yeah. Because, you know, your, your, your ZZ is, like, literally right where your hand is always. So you don't need your right hand. You just need your left hand. You like one-handing Vim. Yes. Well done. So anyway, my plug of the week, my real legit plug, is T-Mobile. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This doesn't sound like a plug. This sounds like a carrier promotion. It sounds like a sponsor. Did you know that I'm getting no money out of this, and in fact I'm paying for it, and I did put in the Wikipedia, I mean wiki documentation, that we can plug services. My Bosch nailer provides a service to me. Nope. It fastens two pieces of wood together very quickly. What do you pay for your monthly fee? I pay not by the month, but by the minutes I spend nailing. Oh, man, I hope you get charged. I do. Okay. I should have said nailed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, um, T-Mobile, man. So last week I talked about my Nexus 4 as my kind of sort of plug last week. Mm -hmm. And this week I have to talk about T-Mobile because, you know, on Virgin Mobile, I, I, I had phone service pretty much everywhere. I had 3G pretty much everywhere. But I didn't know how slow these services were. So you know Wi-Fi, right? I've so heard what, what what Wi-Fi speed or what internet speed down do you have at home? Uh, 1.4 is theoretical. Um, actual is about 700 kilobytes. Okay, so less than one. Yes. So here, uh, my my location, so the studio studio zero zero one mm-hmm. of the Nexus TV. <laughs> no hyphen. No hyphen. Defeating the dash. Um, so here we get about five down. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. So T-Mobile on my Nexus 4 allows me to essentially get between 3 and 7 down pretty much everywhere where I am. So like in the house, in, not in the house, in the basement, but, you know, on the main floor, at Domino's, at Walmart, at Target, and at the U. Did you just promote Walmart? Well, I was there. said Walmart, I mean. Well, well, it was in Oakdale. I didn't, I don't mean the university one. I mean, I don't even know where university is here. Star map. The university. No, it's um, the universe. 
Uh-huh. The universe won't be on your star map, just so you know. Um. What? Music? Put it to the microphone. <laughs> so, I don't why, know how. Why does the star map have music? I don't know. I was watching um, SAO last night. Okay. And out of nowhere, Journey starts chiming in. Journey? Like, um, the first confluence. Oh, wow. It's a good, good, good melody. I love Journey. I have no idea why. MX player was playing one thing. Nothing else was running. Nope. 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 No idea. Wow. When this thing started doing ingress music, I aborted it like it was a child. I'm against abortion. Hey, did... <laughs> just, just for the record. Did you know that the reason the Americans are going down is is, is a... I don't even know. Moral something or something? Moral yeah. breakdown, so I forgot. Anyway, so T-Mobile. Yes, T-Mobile. So... On my old phone, I, on 4G, so when I physically enabled the 4G radio called WiMAX, I, I, I could get maybe five down and maybe three up. Hmm. On my new T-Mobile service, the up speed isn't as good, but the down speed, uh, so in this picture, I've got eight and a half, or eight, 8.3 down. So It's like, better than my house. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially eight and a half times better than what you get at your house. Indeed. And and so the down speed isn't a big deal because you don't need down or I mean up speed so much when you're on a phone you know you mm-hmm. you just want to keep your latencies down and even the latency on this ADMS for latency on That's a phone yeah and so T-Mobile um, I've only had three calls on my phone so far nice uh no maybe four because you called me twice did I yeah oh I wanted to see if I had uh, minutes again well I, you want and I wanted to see if it worked. Uh, so Sam called me and my mom called me. So that's that's my phone records there. And so I've got phone coverage everywhere I, I needed it. I've got texting coverage everywhere I expect. So I, at the U, I'm in basements quite often because, you know, like a lot of computer science classes are in basements. I guess that's just a thing. And um, I don't have coverage down there, but that's not like a big deal to me. I don't I don't feel like I need coverage in a basement. And when you're in class, you're supposed to be focusing on class work. On, and then on the other hand, you think that T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T, and Verizon would make an effort to have campuses covered, swathed in coverage, because there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of people in any given place at any given time. Except for there's not that many. At the U? A couple thousand. Really? There are 50,000 people on the U campus. No. There's that many people going there. Yeah, at the U campus. That's throughout a week. No, no, no. That's just on campus. What do you mean by on campus? Who Between counts? the three campuses. Like staff, students, gardener people. How many people go to the U daily? Well, I don't have that number. Approximately nobody. Really? Except for the workers there. And the students and the employers. I mean, teachers. Most people have classes like Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday. Nobody goes there no, every day. No, no, people do. A lot of people. Sam, we're going to call Sam after the show. And we're going to find out if he's a part of the 50,000. Because he's he, not. Oh, he is not. He's um, he's the 1% that doesn't go. No, there's way more than that. I don't think so. I think so. I think it is a complete fantasy to be able to say that that many people go to the U at no, any given time. I think... Because the, the U offers day and night classes. They offer all these things. Where are their night classes? Tell me about these because I want some. Sam has a 6 o'clock class. It's night. No, it isn't. It's After night. 5 o'clock is night. No, it's not, not, though. It is. But it's not. What time does that class get out? If it's a 6 o'clock start time. Well, I know, but it's not considered a night class. Why? It's just a class during class period. Anything after five is a night. But it's not called night, though. Like, they don't have, they don't 
call it. I don't anything. care what they call it. It's still night class. Well, that's irrelevant. Like, what do you call a day class then? A morning class? Yeah. No, it's not. It's just a regular class. Also, by the way, there are thirty-four thousand undergraduates at the U uh, at the univer- at the camp my campus. Um, so thirty-four thousand undergrads. Mm-hmm. So whatever. And there are also uh, seventeen thousand graduate students on campus. So maybe if they don't all go every day, forty thousand then. So ten thousand to go every day. Well, I would still say that's spread out across all day because nobody people go there and they have different classes. What people was this even about? I mean, there are literally thousands of people on thousands, yes, but you said hundreds of thousands. No, 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 I said hundreds, if not thousands. I have a transcript. Well, run it through Google for me. No, and email me the outcome. It'll say homework at. Remember the Matthew Petrel one is the one that's not set up. <laughs> you with know, the that's funny because you know I'm going to try to email you now, and that's going to be coming up first, like all the time. I'll, I'll just enable it as soon as I get home. Don't do that. I'm not. No yeah, no, okay. Um, also, so um, it doesn't say how many staffs. That's right, staffs there are. It's too bad. Yeah. Should be about one for every student. I don't think so. Uh, do they? Ha- I wonder if they have a ratio. The word ratio. Does that appear in this? You know, we've gotten very off topic. Normally, we just ramble like this at the end of the show. But it kind of isn't. Yeah. Hey, so T-Mobile, good stuff. Buy T-Mobile. Hey, did you know the plan is only $30 a month? That's cheaper than uh, Virgin. Yeah, but you don't get as many minutes. So if you do a lot of talking, you can't, you know, go as far with it. But on the other hand, because you get such fast data just about everywhere, you could, in theory, use Google Talk um, or Skype if you wanted. Yeah. So it, it is an option for you if you need that. And, of course, you get unlimited texting and 5 gigabytes of 3G. Well, you know, for a fun game, let's find out how many gigabytes of data I've used. You want, you want to do that? Nah, let's uh, get back on topic. But it's kind of on topic. So, since I got my phone, I have used 132. Megabytes? Yeah. That's so not that much. much. No. No. Not. No. Well. Yeah. only got on the third. It's only the 15th now. Right. Week, two like weeks. One podcast. Yeah. Did two, really, but three now. Well, no, no, I mean, like, downloads. You download oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't download podcasts on this. You should. Well, that's you should not... be getting the flax with how fast you internet Well, is. no, 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 no. I, I download podcasts on Wi-Fi at the U, like, you know, just like 90 megabits a second. So, having eight is irrelevant. What? So, why do you even eat your fancy stuff if you don't even use it? Well, because when I'm not at the U, like, when I'm on the bus reading tech news for the show, okay. I can read it fast. Yeah. So, ready to talk about the Great Space Race? I would love to talk about the Great Space Race. All right. I got a couple questions for you. Okay. It's just no research is involved with this. I just want you to go off prior knowledge. I, but I can do that. To have a space race, how many contestants do there have to be? Now, according to my mathematical examination of the question you presented me moments ago, without any research, if contestant one existed as X, in order to have a race... You must have a contestant Y, and thus two or more. Yeah. Well, by X, I think you mean Y, but regardless, um, there needs to be more than one, right? Right. And, you know, what's our great uh, space race story? Like, what two countries was it? Well, like, last time I checked, there was the United States of America and the Soviet Union. Yes. And so during that time, um, so... This is by the percentage of um, total government um, spending. Um, during the 1965s and into the early 70s, about 25% of our nation's income went to funding the space race. So that went to like, research and development and all these other things. I don't know. I mean, so like that sounds good and all, but of course, 
So 25% of our GDP back then is probably like 10% of our GDP now. Mm-hmm. So but that was for um, like non-defense related R&D. Um, yeah. So, so it was, a pre- it was for the advancements so, of the world. So as I mentioned, the percentages have gone down, but in all, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, in theory, the numbers themselves could have stayed the same. It totally didn't, but I'm just saying. Yeah. There's no indication on this cost graph. A lot more. Yeah. A lot more. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, using Android's expensive. Okay. And um, regardless, so second question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might re- require some current events. Really? What was NASA doing last week? Or a couple about a month ago. Well, uh, were they selling off their launching pads, their uh, all their rockets, their whole shuttle program? Wait, wait, wait! The shuttle program that closed down. Yes. Yeah, so, so uh, can you have a space race without shuttles? I mean, you could, but man, it would get suck getting to and fro space, fro. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, it, so it just seems. What what spurred all the space race stuff? Tell me. Uh, the State of the Union. Wait, what day um, was that? The. The whatever that it happened. I believe a Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Yes. So uh, President Obama, you know, he, one might be known as that. Um, he essentially said a new space rate, a new space race in R and D funding. But that's for like you know how NASA's come up with so many things that are used here on Earth and only here on Earth. Like, well, so what he said was he wants to have a uh, an influx of R and D spending similar to when we had the space race. Mm-hmm. But when I first saw this article, I was like, "Wow, there could actually be a shuttle program. There could actually be a space." Ra-. No, it's just um, he just wants R and D. Locals a lot of money to make fancy stuff. Well, he just wants R and D similar to that of mm-hmm. during the space race. Yes, and so he was. Um, he's going to be encouraging lawmakers to raise it to about two point nine percent of the total GP, uh, GDP of right, the world. Right. So, um, you know, which is up. For, what's it like two point one right now? I have no idea. Or no, two point four ish. Uh, it sounds like gigahertz well, clock cycle. Well, so R and D spending accounted for two point three percent of the GDP in two thousand nine, yeah. and so you'd like it to go up to about three percent, which isn't a huge increase, but it's you know it's good. That's quite a bit. Well, it's a, a lot of money in terms of percentages. It's like nothing, but keep in mind that our GDP has gone up since you know nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things you know Neil, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know him. Yeah, Sam's, I heard you tweeted with him. Sam's hero. Mm-hmm. I didn't tweet with him per se. I tweeted at him, but it didn't get it. And then his friend responded. Yes, his friend. Um, so basically, Neil deGrasse Tyson quoted Kennedy. You know, back in the sixties, um, that um, we're going to pay for the space race, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the thing that I tweeted was. Or, so then he also cited, quoted Obama during State of the Union that, well, sure, we're doing that, but turns out that we're also going to pay for, like, you know, new infrastructure. So in the 80s, the message was, let's pay for the space race and make cool new stuff to do amazing things in the future. And now the message today is, hey, let's pay for stuff that we haven't fixed in, like, 60 years. Yeah. So that's what the message is. And I, so what I tweeted back at... Tyson was that we're using infrastructure that's been in place since the 60s since before the space race so I know that he has an agenda per se like advanced science and you know advanced space exploration stuff you know that's what he does right yes that's not what's gonna happen well I I just think that it's negligent to say you know let's let's go to space again but also let's not actually fix any bridges or you know sewers or electrification or internet or anything you know infrastructure 
it's already fine. TV's fine. You know, in the sixties, most of the stuff that we had in America was essentially new. You know, mm-hmm. electricity's e- only been around for forty years. You know, e- it either didn't exist yet, like it hadn't been constructed, or it was made like within the same twenty-year period. Mm-hmm. So now we have bridges that are falling down like left and right by the University of Minnesota. You know, the place they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like every other week, a bridge falls. I guess. Yes. Maybe not, but you know what I mean. Um, but then also Sam Ebert's father tweeted back at me. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. more active on Twitter than he is. <sighs> yeah, no. Sam actually tweets all the time. Yeah, but they're all crappy tweets. Sometimes. Well, okay, we'll go with that. They make no sense. I can't follow them. It happens. Like, I think he's, like, talking to himself, and then he has, like, part of his own talk. Uh, so, what do, what do you think the future is for funding R&D? Well, R&D is going to go up, but... Do you think R&D be... should be a part of the public sector? No. Or do you think companies that do their own private R&D should be compelled to provide some of it back to public sector uses did? Um, I mean, that's kind of hard. A lot of, like, you know how a lot of places, like, so let's Obama say... funded a bunch of energy stuff with the private sector thing, and all of it ended up being fake and crap, and so money let's, was wasted. let's say in our future timeline, that's right, um... Somebody, some, you know, private entity makes a new material for rockets so that they can go up and come down without getting burnt to a crisp. Let's mm-hmm. say that. Should the government compel this company to provide that to them so that they can send up their own, you know, public yeah. domain rockets? Or should the government have to license these, you know, things just the same way? should be way? able to build copies. Okay. So, I mean... I I I'm of, I I love the idea of having the government actually spend money on you know investigating things and then having this technology open for private companies to develop further into their own technology. So I think that's a great thing. I I I'd love to give to a communal fund for that. That makes sense to me. But I don't like the inverse of that where like hey, I just built this incredibly cool thing privately. Oh, I'm the government. I can take that from you. That's fine. It it seems fishy to me. It's creepy. Nah, that's fine. TV's fine. So did you watch, by any chance, the uh, Google Hangout um, with the president on Wednesday? No, I did not. So I'm I'm not sure if it was Wednesday. Um, Maybe it was yesterday. I'm not sure. But essentially, Obama had a Google Hangout with like 10 other people. um, And it was kind of a a nice hangout. He didn't really talk about this issue, but it was just interesting to hear him do a hangout in general. Um, and so what, what do you think about, uh, he was kind of asked like about patent trolls and stuff, um, or he addressed it at the state of the union. So what, what do you think should be done about patent trolls too? Well, I mean, there's some just completely absurd ones which just disappear. Like you remember the, the scanning of PDFs. Yes. Um, absurd hot podcasts. Um, oh man. Why didn't we talk about that? We didn't talk about that one. Huh. We're not talking about that one. Now. That's funny. Yeah. Where did that go? thought that was in our show notes at one time. It was, but we skipped over it. It was, mm-hmm. it was in the lightning, and then there's like a lot of. Lightning. That's okay. Bailey covered it. Yeah, listen to the Bailey sword. Yeah, uh, I believe uh, CS13 Control Structure 13 came out just a few days ago. You can listen to that at your local Nexus. Yeah, without the dash. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, coming soon. Anyway, um, so the reason I bring that up is because uh, one of the things that he was asked about is what if uh, software patents only stayed around for five years. That would be nice. You know, so then what's what's to say that they couldn't extend that same logic to public domain furthering, you know, development on other things. So, like, some company patents this great, you know, technology to keep a, something from burning up or, you know, this new technology to mine rocks better on other planets. Mm-hmm. You know, all that asteroid mining stuff. What if that private patented stuff 
is so useful that they try to extend the software patent like paradigm to that. What would happen then? Who knows? It's kind of a dangerous thing yeah. when you go that way. When you take away the software and you just say it's, you know, oh, that's that looks cool. I want that. That that that's bad. We don't want that to happen. But we do want innovation to happen and R and D to happen. Because mm-hmm. like you know that asteroid that just went by, um, a bunch of people were, like took uh, studies of it and did stuff and figured mm-hmm. out how big it was. They said in raw materials that was worth about one hundred and ninety five billion dollars. Isn't that great? If they it was captured only, it, and it was only one hundred and fifty feet, you know, around. If we had some shuttles, well, you'd and have to figure out how to stop it. Land it on there, and then this like jet propelled like Hollywood could do it. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, no. Google guy should have been on the ball for this one. Which Google guy? Uh, Eric, or who was the guy who funded this asteroid? Schmidt? Schmidt. I don't know. Did he do that? Uh, yeah, who, I think so. The, yeah, he's the asteroid guy. He wanted to be a minor when he was a kid. No, I thought that was, was a different Ellison. guy. Yeah. Either so way. So I hear that we have another story to talk about here. Is that right? Uh, yes, we have to talk about the most important topic of the day. What? One second. Loading the most important topic of the day. Office 2013... If you buy it, you get it installed on a computer, and it is only that computer. Really? Yes. It has become soul-bound. So if that computer explodes, like let's say you buy an HP computer, find out that's a piece of crap, the fan melts, and you have to get a new one. And you've already installed it, you're scroogled by Microsoft this time, though. Um, so even if the... It could be short-lived. Like you get a computer, it breaks within five months, and it's over. You've, you've burned up your key. Uh, it, it's a very weird system, because you know how... On all the previous versions, it's just been you have to you can't have that many you can only have one actively used copy, mm-hmm. and so you can just it can just shuffle between users. But now you know that's that's, that's bad. Hmm. How does that make you feel? Like well, personally, if, if it blew off on you and well, so this the, so I I think one of the things that this does is this this steers you away. So you know the the Office 2003 model, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two models. You can buy it in a package, one license for 135 dollars, essentially. You could also pay essentially 300 dollars for five computers over three years. Yeah. So. Do you know how I run my Office 2007? No, tell me, Harder. I run it on a virtual disk inside Playanalytics. Um, okay, so essentially you don't run it at all. Actually, it runs fantastically. I understand. However, you, saw, you don't I, saw, count. I activated it like that. That's like I, I went to the key thing. I'm like, here's my serial code. Here's this thing. I'm like, you have now successfully installed genuine things. So I wonder if I just copied the virtual disk around between images. It and probably stuff. work fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so there's, a, there's hacks around it. Yeah. So, but also. So I've never done this before, so I wouldn't know. But on previous versions of Office and also, of course, Windows, that if you do a reinstall, you just call Microsoft and get it reactivated. Yes. So do we know if that's possible with this? Well, if you reinstalled your OS on the same computer, that would be fine. I've installed my OS on a different computer and said it was the same computer with the same code. But that's different. But But they let you do it. They used to let you do that. They do that. You can still do that with Windows 8. Yeah. You just can't have it active. You can't have the same key on two computers at the same time. Well, right. That's going away. Um, well, I don't know. Well, Windows 8 still lets you do that. But I always, I had three keys for 2007. Yes. They've been on like 10 different computers. Really? Um, probably more like six or seven. So I have, I have this computer here. So this mm-hmm. is mine. I have Neon. I have my mom's old computer. And then when we built her new computer, I had to put Office 2010 back on it, and instead I'd used the key too many times. I just called up and said "big week," and they gave it back to me. Mm-hmm. So that's not a big deal. Yeah. So what's to stop them? Because I I just don't believe that that's going to stop. I think you'll be able to continue to reactivate single licenses if that's the case. I hope so. 
But um, the way they have the new terms of service written, um, it explicitly says that you're only allowed to install it on one piece of hardware. Before, it, was just, it always said, this key can only be active on one computer. Yeah. So Isn't that what it's always said? It's always said it can only be used at one computer at one time. Now it says you can only use it on one computer, regardless of that. So when, when that key is expired, it's only registered to the one thing. See, I need I would need to read some of the, the actual like licensing terms. Because... The licensing terms are highlighted for you in the show notes. But I don't see them highlighted because it's very indecipherable. Uh, I hope this is the same link I posted. So the guy here cites the Office 2010 retail license agreement states blah, blah, blah. The Office 2010 OEM license states blah, blah, blah. Um, I did read this somewhere else, too. Where, where was it? So each retail copy of Office 2013 will carry a one-device license. Uh, once the user installs the software on a single PC, it can only be used on that one device. See, I, don't, I, I, I just think non-transferable means that you can't bring it from one computer to another computer, but if you, re, if, you, if you reinstall your computer, that's not transferring. That's the same computer. Like, one device means the same, same install on the same computer. That's fine. So if you reinstall, it's the same computer still. So it's still fine. Yes, but once you switch to another thing, it's supposed to lock you. It locks you out now. What does that mean? Switch to another thing. So let's say your computer explodes. You put it on another one. You, it's already been used. Yes, but then you call and you get it reactivated with your little key code. I don't. You should think, try that when it works. But I don't think it's not. I I think that'll still work. I don't see them getting rid of that. Okay. Like if you abuse it, obviously they'll block it. But well. To abuse it, you have to abuse it really hard in the past. Right. Because I, I had my Windows 7 thing move around a lot, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all automated. It's a really nice system, but that's different. Um, this is the new age of patent trolling. I don't think that's a patent troll at all. I think it's, it's, well, with, yeah. I think it's well within the, the model of Office 2013. They're encouraging you to just buy the five-copy subscription. If you could buy it at a year at a time, it'd be totally worth it. A hundred bucks for a year? Wow. Hold on. Eight ninety nine times twelve. It's one hundred seven dollars, one hundred and ten dollars for a year of five computers. How isn't that a good deal? That's a pretty good deal. Right. Buy now. Because you only hold it for a few years. Three years. So that's one hundred seven dollars over three years. Sounds like a good deal for five computers. Yeah. Now what I hate about it though is that those five computers need to be tied to the same Microsoft account. That's not too bad. That's terrible. Mm, makes sense though. Well, what if you, what if what if I um, as a student because I get I get it for three ninety nine instead mm-hmm. of eight ninety nine. So what if I get it t- tied to my Microsoft account? Does that mean my parents have to use my account all the time? That's weird. That's fine. That's still weird though. It's fine. No, give them your account. Yeah, I know. I, they have it. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what could they do? Nothing. They don't have LastPass. Yeah. Either way, we'll see if that actually works. But well, you know, I don't think I'm gonna upgrade to 2013 because honestly, yeah, there's no reason. The features are not there. It it feels very it essentially just changed how it looked. So instead of having arrow, it has flat. Metro. So everybody already got used to how the layout was in 2010. And the layout is identical. Yeah. The only thing that's changed is how it looks. Yeah. I mean, like the color scheme. They did, I thought they did something new with um, merger with Outlook. Irrelevant. Nobody uses that. Except for a lot of businesses do. At businesses, nobody's going to upgrade to Windows 8 for business. Except for people are. Who? Companies. Where? Um, I've heard there's a lukewarm reception for Windows 8 and business. I heard um, that, what was that car company? Identifix was doing it. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm glad they're on the cutting edge. They are. Yeah. They got premier premier flooring, too. Not majestic? Oh, it was very majestic when it was installed. Well. It's a 10-week project. That was that Saturday morning one I was at. Let's see. Do we have have anything else here? Uh, No, that's about it. Wow. That was pretty good. So I've got my lab done. I've got my show done. What else do I have done? Not the special. No, but we'll get that done. That's pretty quick. It's like a 20-minute thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, my blog at blog.matthewfutchell.com. Is that it? Can't even find you on the Twitter anymore? If you really want to find me on the Twitter, and you, you should add tweet me if you follow me. Like, don't follow me, just add tweet me something. Because nobody, nobody... Yeah, where? You're supposed to do some research, audience. No, they can't do that. Tell them. Uh, Matt underscore Petchel. On the Twitter, okay. On the Twitter. Very good. You're getting better at this. You can see that social bar. I mean... But you don't have it said. We keep on saying the same thing every time, but they just see the contact. Nobody actually goes to the website. Everybody knows that. Well, it doesn't change week to week. And if we get a new listener, they totally, the first time they listen, would be on the website. No, not necessarily. Well, okay, yeah, yes. you're right. <laughs> I was thinking so, not with iTunes, but oh, no, you're right. I don't know. I always think it's kind of stupid. What? Yeah. Tell me now. Well, I already said my website, I already said my blog. They go to one of them, they get to everything. Yeah, I know. It's like, click a few links. They don't have to remember a bunch of crap. They just have to remember one. But you're just supposed to tell the audience that the everything. things that you're on are available. Like, maybe people don't want to follow you on Twitter. Maybe they just want to follow your RSV on your blog. They go to my blog, they find everything. They go to my website, like, they go to MatthewFutcher.com, they see my Google+, Plus. they see my Twitter, they see my Facebook, they see everything. I'm literally everywhere on the internet. Hey, you know, I am too. You can find me, Ryan Rampersad, just about everywhere, especially on the Twitter, RyanMar. And also, you can all find this show at the best website ever, thenexus.com. Dow.tv. Mm. You know, I looked at .com again today. Still taken. That's it's, it's really too bad. But some of their links are broken, so maybe somebody isn't maintaining it anymore. Still, we'll be sitting on it. One day. Someday. One day. I'll see who they registered with. Pester. Yeah, you should get rampersides.com. Southern African. Yeah. <laughs> um, petrol. Oh my gosh, wow. What? Rampersides.com has changed. Nice. Wow. Petrols.com is for sale. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, you have to bid. Oh, that's not for sale. It's the GoDaddy bidding Oh, I mean, you mean like for auction? Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. I don't like that. Yeah. But, oh, well. Yeah. I'm not going to buy it. So what do you do next week? Anything Anything big next week? Literally nothing. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, working uh, two days next week. No idea what they are, but I'm doing it. And uh, unless they get canceled, of course. <laughs> um, that's all I know. Yeah, I should really make a sales pitch. Who? I would hire you if I, if I taught a class. You'd be my aide. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got it. I can teach people how to plug in a home router. Right, yeah. You know the podcasting class I have to teach? That's going to suck so hard. What? What do you do in a podcasting class? Teach them audacity. I guess I could do that, but it's going to suck too. Well, I mean, I can't show them a mixer because I'm not going to bring this one. I can't show them a mic because I'm not going to bring this one. Bring your crappy webcam and a laptop. For what? Show them how to do audacity. Plug it up on the board, talk. And then you should be recording all during the show, and then they can say, all right, this lecture will be available at the S3. Uh, I've tried tricks like this. They don't like it. Oh. Yeah. Well, how many people signed up for the class? Yeah, it's uh, in May, so I'm not sure now. Uh, like, they haven't like signed up for this soon yet. Well, that's too bad. Well, no, I'm sure people will not sign up for it again, which is good, because I don't really want to teach that class. I suggested it offhandedly, and I was like, I didn't consider the ramifications of such a poorly designed class. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not too bad. Yeah. So good show. Yeah. I, I hope you come again to to the studio to do a show. You know, you know who needs to come again to do a show? That empty chair where Sam Ebert. Yeah, sits. that that guy. You know, he needs to come and do a show. I already got kicked out of a library, and security had to escort him home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might have happened. Yeah. Well, you should say bye to the audience. Later, audience. Have a good one.